Welcome to Seeking Paradise, Reflections on Spirituality, Community and Justice. I want to tell a story this morning, and this story is from Nasruddin, the great uh, Islamic Sufi uh, holy fool. And it's a story that one day uh, Nasruddin was walking along and he found a man sitting on a park bench with his head in his hands, sobbing, crying. So Nasruddin asked the man, what's wrong? The man said, well, I'm upset because this bag that I'm holding is all that I own in the whole world. This is it. This is all that I have. I've just got a few coins in here, uh, a sandwich, a hairbrush, a few other things. And that's everything I own in the whole world. Nasruddin nodded and then grabbed the bag off the man and ran away as fast as he could. The man was so upset, but he wasn't a good runner. He knew he would never catch up with Nasruddin. So he thought, well, that's it. Now I don't even have the bag. But he thought, well, maybe I'll wander off in that direction where that thief ran away. Maybe he'll have dropped the bag and I can get it back. So he set off walking along the way, the direction Nasruddin had run. And after a few yards, he did find lying on the floor the bag. And he opened the bag and he found that it still contained everything that was in it before. Nothing had been taken. All the contents was still inside his bag. And he laughed out loud and he did a little dance and he was so happy and laughing to have recovered his bag. Just at that point, Nasruddin appeared from behind a tree who'd been watching the man. And he said to him, isn't that strange that the bag that was causing you to weep just a few minutes ago is now causing you to be joyously happy. Reading today is from Unitarian Universalist Minister Jane Maldon. We've begun a new ritual around our dinner table in which each member of the family takes a minute or two to name what he or she has been grateful for. No matter how yucky our day has been, we try to offer our gratitude in the spirit of kindness and real thankfulness. Often the ritual's nicest effect is to calm the troops who may be feeling a bit rowdy or punchy. That's on a good evening. Other times, well, Today, said I one evening, trying to model appropriate behaviour, usually a ludicrous pursuit, I am thankful for the wonderful rain we had this afternoon, which watered all the trees and grass and flowers so they can grow. Today, said daughter number two, I'm grateful for the rain and the trees and the flowers, and I'm grateful for mum and dad and sister and brother and dog. A not so subtle attempt at ingratiating herself as she, as her sly smile implied, but spoken with heartfelt emotion nonetheless. Today, said daughter number two, I'm grateful for mum and dad and brother and dog. A smirk.
What? Dad and Mum were stunned. What about your sister? Daughter number one immediately recognised the implication of daughter number two's statement, which pointedly left her out. She burst into tears and ran from the table. We continue our work on gratitude circles at our house. Some of us find it hard to be thankful when we would rather be angry. Sometimes even I, who like to consider myself closer to perfect than many, would rather give my husband a swift verbal kick than words of appreciation. Yet there is something sacred about our gratitude circles. Gratitude has a healing power at our table that is more tangible than forgiveness or even ice cream. We can't honestly nourish a grudge at the same time that we nourish gratitude. So we try. Daughter number two comes back to the table and we talked about forgiveness as well as gratitude. And we wondered out loud about pain and healing in words a child might be able to fathom. And we grown-ups gave a silent sigh of gratitude for yet one more chance to do our job again and go on. So I want to talk about gratitude today. But I want to admit that I have some problems with this topic. I've heard a lot of sermons on gratitude in my time. I remember once going to church and it was the Sunday after I had split up with my girlfriend. And I was feeling fairly grumpy. And I remember that the sermon that day was about gratitude. I don't remember anything about the content of that sermon, but I remember feeling pretty disconnected from it. I didn't feel grateful that day. And a sermon about gratitude didn't really speak to me. Unitarian Universalist minister Jane Maldin, as we've heard, speaks about the healing power of gratitude, even though she recognises the messiness of that in ordinary life. And I guess that's right. But I recognise part of me is actually resistant to this idea and to these sorts of things. I've read articles that say that gratitude cures depression, makes us more motivated, brings us spiritual enlightenment. It's all very, I don't know, it's a bit kind of hippy-dippy. And I feel myself a bit resistant to this because for me, I think it can feel like it's coming from a similar place to just kind of positive thinking philosophy that isn't saying much more than cheer up, look on the bright side of life. And I'm not sure that's often very helpful. It's not helpful, for example, for, for someone with clinical depression, that, that sort of a attitude doesn't help. Are we supposed to be grateful always, no matter what happens in life? I worry that can sound a bit masochistic and passive, like being punched and saying, thank you for it. Oh, I'm so grateful for that. Is that, is that it? Is that what we're supposed to do? If something is wrong, should we be passively grateful or should we tell the truth about what's wrong and fight to make it right? If I am poor, 
should I only be grateful for the little I have? Or should I recognize the violence of poverty and fight for my rights? Having said how I'm resistant to, to this idea, I have to say I do practice gratitude. Of course I do. I very much do. In my morning prayers, I say how deepful I am for my comfortable bed, for a warm room, for food in my cupboards. I'm even more aware of this in a time of, of pandemic. I'm grateful for my health, for my family's health, for my employment, for the sun shining. But I'm not grateful for the number of people dying every day, for the mismanagement of this crisis by the government, for the fact that I've gone several months without touching another human being. I'm not grateful for that. I think my main problem with a lot of talk about gratitude is that it can seem like um, we're lifting up the good things, but, but saying we're not making space for the bad things, only concentrate on the good things. Whereas I think that prayer is about telling the whole truth. We have to tell the whole truth about the good things and the bad things. It is true that we have many blessings. That is true. And it is right to notice the many good things in life. That's right. The world is truly glorious. It really is. Beds are wonderful. The sky is unbelievably beautiful. This week we've had storms and I was at my back door watching this storm come over Cardiff, this rumbling in dusk light, this rumbling cloud flashing as it rumbled and slowly rolled across the sky. It was absolutely beautiful and tremendous in the light unbelievable it's an amazing thing i'm grateful for it i'm grateful for lots of things coffee is amazing this technology is amazing the fact that we can do this that we can interact you and i in this moment in this way and in other ways i'm so grateful for that i'm so grateful for it it is a, a wonderful thing but I don't think we have to put a positive spin on things and always look on the bright side of life. The spiritual traditions, I think, teach that prayer is about telling the whole truth about the difficulties in life as well as the good things about the good things as well as the things we aren't grateful for, the stress, strange relationships, loneliness, the pain in our bodies and the bodies of those we love and the hearts of those we love and in our hearts. We sit in prayer and we say these things are true. These things are true. And we ask to receive any truth that needs revealing to us. 
So in that Nasrudin story, I think it is right that the poor man should both cry and rejoice about his bag. He can notice how wonderful it is that he has that bag and the things in it. He can notice how grateful he is for that. But he can also be legitimately upset that that is all he owns, that he is poor. He can be legitimately upset about that. Prayer is the act of holding all these truths in our lives and entering deeper into both gratitude and pain. Yes, we can become more attuned to the wonderful, wonderful things of life, more and more grateful for simple wonderful things and more aware of our loss and our pain and the pain of the world. Both, both. And we can hold all of these things in the presence of the great love that broods over it all with us like a mother hen. And maybe the truth revealed in that brooding is an invitation to notice and to give thanks more. And maybe the invitation is for us to be more true, less in denial of our pain and our anger at the situation we're in. Or maybe both. The good, the bad, the whole truth we hold in the act of prayer. And we hold it with the greater. Let's do that now. Let's enter into a time of quiet prayer, contemplation, meditation. Let us pray. Brooding Mother Presence, we hold in our hearts and we name within us everything that we're grateful for in this, on this day. Let us do that. And let us name within us and hold in our hearts everything we are not grateful for. All that lays heavy on our hearts for ourselves in our own lives, with those we love, with those we know, with this world. Let us hold the truth of what we know, hold it as true, but hold it as not held by us alone. 